babe. Thank you for a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning you've given to us. It's a victorious Sunday morning. Remember, you rose on the third day on a Sunday. And so today we walk in that victory. And we thank you, O God, for your mighty presence here with us. Lord, I pray that no one will leave here the same. Touch every heart. Touch every life. Let your will be done in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Today I'm beginning a series on the book Others. Others. Somebody say Others. Say Others. Or you want to say Others. <laughs> say Others. Philippians chapter 2 verse 4. I believe that um, as our sister Dora sang, um, she just gave us the message uh, that he saved you and he saved me. What about others? So we're going to look at others. Philippians chapter 2 verse 4. The Bible says that look not every man on his own things. Which is what we always do, isn't it? We look on our own things. Oh, Hida, am I lying? Yeah, you look on your own things. Every day you are thinking about you and the things about you and your, you yourself and you. Me, myself and I. Every day. So Bible says that look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of... Oh, are you reading with me? <laughs> Others. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says that, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So, the Bible is saying that Jesus had a certain mind. He had a way of thinking. And that way of thinking was that he was not thinking only about himself, but he thought about others. So the Bible says, let this mind be in you. Don't have any other mind. If you believe in the word of God, you believe in the Bible, then let this mind be in you. You know, it is said that the leader of the Salvation Army, General Booth, one day sent a message, a telegram. These days they don't send telegram anymore. But some time back, you send telegram, and every letter, it costs something. So if you write too much, you will pay too much, you pay a lot. So you have to calculate what you have to write. So General Booth was sending a message to his pastors, his shepherds, the leaders of his church. And he wanted to write something that would encompass everything he was thinking about. He thought about it for a long time. And he sent that telegram. And the telegram contained just one word. One word. One word. And that word was what? Others. All his pastors and leaders were all thinking about what, what was he trying to say? Sending a message with just one word. Others. But that, that word was loaded, loaded with many things. And we thank God that our father, Bishop Dag, has put a book 
together. He has written a whole book on that word, others. Somebody say others. Now, what is the message of others? The message of others is that others exist. You are not the only one in the world. <laughs> I remember one time Bishop said that when he was having his wedding, he said he was inviting just some few people. And his father said, listen, you are not an island. <laughs> you know, many times when we are doing things, we feel we are the only ones. We forget about other people. So I just want to do that. You are not an island. When I was having my wedding, I mean, as I looked in the, 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 the whatever, the pictures that came up, because I didn't know. Hey, my mother had invited all sorts of people <laughs> from our hometown, from where, oh, I saw so many people. They said, family of the groom. And they all came, came, they all came. You, you cannot just decide that you are having a wedding and you have left everybody out. It is not possible. Others exist. And also in your life, don't live as if it's just you and your wife and your children. You and your husband and your children. We sit at the table. My son is here. My daughter, Junior. Junior is here. And, and uh, my daughter is also here. And then daddy is here. Me too, I'm here. We have fucking knife. And we are eating. No! There are others. Others exist. Stop thinking about just yourself and your children. There are other people. Other people are in this world. Stop focusing on yourself. This morning's... Um, uh, devotion by Bishop. He was talking about selfishness. I just feel like reading it. And he was talking about how selfish we are. And human beings, that's how we are. Do you know how you will know that you are selfish? And do you know how I can prove to you that you are selfish? If you like him, take a group picture that you are taking with a group of people. Everybody, when they take the group picture, the first person they look for is themselves. Anytime you take a group picture, you t- the first person you are looking out for is, uh, where am I? You are selfish. You are thinking about only yourself. But anybody who has not had your quiet time, let me read it for you, just in case uh, you haven't seen it, so that you can, you can, perchance you have not read it, let me read it for you. Now, today's devotion, Selfishness, that's the title, by Bishop Dagwood Mills, 26th of May, 2019. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 2 to 21. He said, For all seek, seek their own, Philippians 2 21, not the things which are Jesus Christ. It's a selfishness is the principal reason why many people do not get involved in the lay or tent ministry. Most people are basically self-centered in their outlook of life. They have no concerns for anyone except themselves. They are engrossed in the little world they have built around themselves. Selfishness speaks of self-centeredness, self-concern, self-awareness, self-help, and self-gratification. Hey, it's a word. A selfish person can, have, can never be a servant of the Lord. Selfishness makes you think about yourself, but ministry makes you think about people you do not even know. The Apostle Paul lamented about this phenomenon. He noted that all men seek for their own welfare. He said, no one cares for the things of the Lord. We are all selfish by nature. 
But the deeper we get in the law, the less selfish we become. The barrenness of most Christians is the result of the spirit of selfishness which has not been broken yet. Who cares if they go to hell? At least I'm going to heaven. At least I'm well. Who cares if there's some dirty old prisoner languishing in jail? At least I'm free. That's the spirit of selfishness at work in the church and in the Christian. If Jesus were selfish, he would not have left his throne in glory and come to this rotten world. Selfishness is the commonest cause of abortion in ministry. Yeah, selfishness is one of the highest kinds of human depravity. Tell somebody, others exist. You are not the only one. Amen. Amen. Number two. (laughs) The message of others is we are to spend our lives for others. We are to spend our lives for others. Pastor Bernard. Yes, your life must be for others. I think that, I don't know if this man was born again. Nelson Mandela. But I think he, he, he exemplifies this thing that I'm talking about. That he actually spent his life for others. I mean, he came, I don't know, I don't know, I hope he's born again. I thought he was born again before he died. But, yeah. I mean, he actually spent his life. He was in prison all for the cause of whatever. And then he came out. Still fighting for people. <laughs> it was not a simple thing. I mean, if he was not born again, it wouldn't be a good thing at all. Yeah, because of all, after all this fighting and then, yeah. But I, I, I want to believe, he had a good spirit, he had a good heart. I pray that he was born again. You know, but that is, that is the thing that Jesus, the Bible says that he laid down his life for his friends. That's what it is. If, if you say you are living for others, then you must be prepared to lay down your life for others. Your whole life. Yeah. Sometimes you see that we, we, we even go to the extent of even having more time for others than what we even have. Yeah. Yeah. But God is saying that others exist and you must spend your life for others. Not just for yourself. Number three, the message of others is that we are to spend our minds. Okay, I jumped number two. So, okay, let's make that number three. Our minds must be on others. Think about others. When you have some food to eat, think about others. Don't just think about yourself. There are some people who also need food to eat. Let your mind be on others. Number four, the message of others is that we must live for others. Hallelujah. Mm. We must live for others. We must live for others. Sometimes your life is just, somebody's life is just depending on you being around. Yeah. Yeah. There have been times when I've been paying school fees for people. And it's like, my being around is, 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 is helping them. Yeah. So you must be living your life, must be for some others. Number five, the message of others is that we must serve 
others. Serve other people. Which Jesus came to do. Jesus came to serve other people. How come we don't serve? And we are not prepared to serve. But we have been called to serve others. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to serve others. Number six. The message of others is that we must lay down our lives for others. John 13. Bible says that greater love has no man than this. John 15. 13. That a man will lay down his life for his friends. That is the message of others. Hallelujah. And number seven, the message of others is that we must use all the blessings God has given us to care for others. What are the blessings God has given you that you are keeping to yourself? But God told Abraham, he said, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. The blessing that God has given to you is not so that you will just eat it. But so that you will be a blessing to yourself, to others. Anytime you have a pipe, whatever, that water runs through, if one end is closed, at a, at a point, the water will not flow again. Because one end is closed. But you see, once the other end is open, water will keep flowing. Water will keep flowing. Water will keep flowing. Your life may not be blessed because you are not opening up for others to receive. But when you open up, more blessings will keep coming into your life. In the name of Jesus. That's what God wants to do with you. When Esther was blessed and she was in the king's palace, Chese, she was the queen, Queen Esther. Hadassah, that's her name, that was her name. She was just enjoying. And her uncle Mordecai sent a message to her that, listen, we are in trouble here. Something bad is happening. We want you to use your, your, your blessings and your connections and, and the place you are to help us here. The Bible says that she sent a message to the king to say, to Mordecai to say that, you know what? Where I am, you don't just get up and go to the king. If you haven't been summoned to come, you can't go. So, I beg you, Mordecai. Mordecai said, hey, is that what you are telling us today? You, this younger girl, you were walking around. Yeah, just put a cloth around here like this. And you are moving, moving, moving. Nobody was even calling you. You didn't look any good, whatever. And then I recommended that as you are going for the beauty contest, you two go some. And you went. You didn't even think that you should go for the beauty contest. You went for the beauty contest. And you won. Miss whatever. <laughs> and now you are the queen. You are telling us that what? Mordecai sent a message to her. He said, listen. <laughs> Don't think that no, but no help will come. I want you to know that God will raise help from somewhere. But you, <laughs> you have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. You are keeping whatever blessing. Keep it. When she received the message, she realized that no, 
She was not doing well. She said, go and tell Mordecai, we are going to fast. We'll go and see the king. Aha, now you are talking. Don't sit there and say, ah, do you know how we were blessed? Do you know how things have been? Do you know how, uh, you know how I got my money? Do you know how? Hey, keep your money. Have this. Keep your money. One day you will see that the money, it can't even help you at the hospital. Because you have all the money to pay the doctors, but the doctors can't help you. Then you realize that you should have shared whatever you have with others. Let me finish with this because my time is... Four things you must remember about others. If there's anything you can do... You know, one of the things I like about this book and this message is that you are given something to do. Many times it's like when we hear the word of God, okay, so what should we do? Sometimes you can hear the message and you don't know what to do. But this message gives you a lot of things to do. Especially when you come into contact with other people. What must you do? Number one. Remember that others need Christ. Others what? I cannot hear you. Others what? I cannot hear you. Others what? One day Bible says that Jesus... In John chapter 4, he was with the disciples. But he said something, I think in verse 3 or so. He said, I must needs go through Samaria. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. He could have gone through some other places. But he said, he must needs, verse 4, go through Samaria. He could have gone through some other places. But there was a soul. There was somebody who needed him. There was somebody who needed Christ. He had to go through Samaria. So he said, I must needs go through Samaria. Many times, the thing is not even in your way. When it comes to people who need Christ, many times it's not in your way. When Jesus was sending the two people to go and untie the donkey, Bible says that he said to them, he sent them to a village which was opposite and against them. <laughs> it will never be in your way. When he comes to salvation, we must go out of our way to go and reach some people and speak to them about Christ. There are many people who are not in your way who need Christ. But you tell yourself that, oh, because it's not in my way, I cannot go there. Why should I get up and go to uh, 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 Nanaponko and get up and go? Uh, uh, when there are people in our area, I, I can't go to this. It's not convenient for me. It is not convenient for you. But Jesus, he could have also said it's not convenient for him. He's going to Judea, going to where? Galilee. Verse 3, what did he say? He's going, he left Judea and he was going to Galilee. But he said, let me pass through. Let me go through Samaria. Because there was a woman there. There was a woman there. Hey! There's a young boy somewhere. There's a young girl somewhere. There is a man somewhere. There's a woman somewhere. You have to go through. You must need to go through that place. So that you can preach Jesus to them. So the Bible says in verse 25, the woman said unto him, after Jesus had spoken to him, but Jesus ministered to that woman so many things that he said to her. 
You know, he found out that the woman, she was not married. She had been with five men already. Yeah. She was into men. She had five men already. I mean, she must have been in the devil's captivity. To be sleeping with men like that. Five men. And said, so now you have a sister, and that one cries, not your husband. Hey! This woman really needed Christ. Now, there are some people, they are having many men sleeping with them. Oh, yeah. If you will go and start talking, you will see that there's a girl there. She said, the men are using her like a lot of kiosks. They are passing through, passing out, passing through. She has become like a, a household, whatever, phone booth for the shock. What a shock. Now, when you meet somebody, you never know what things the person is going through. Never assume that this person doesn't need Christ. When you start talking, you see that, hey, Asuma, this person needs Christ. I'm sure she comes to fetch water all the time, looking very nice. Nice girl, looking at, nobody knows that she has slain five men already, and she was on the sixth one. Yeah. Thou has had five husbands. That's all. Nobody knows whether they died, she killed them, or what. I don't know. They left her, whatever. And now you have another one. That one, Kran. It's not your husband. Hey. But anyway, the woman said to him, I know, after all these revelations, then she said, because initially she was arguing with him, arguing with him. at a point, she said, I perceive you are a prophet. Because the way you are telling me certain things about me, I think that you are a prophet. Wow. Are you here? I know that the Messiah will come, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I that I am speaking to you, I am he. People have heard that there is a Messiah, but they are waiting for somebody to bring him to them. They will never know who the Messiah is. If we don't take him, people will bring all sorts of people and say, that is the Messiah. But it's wrong. Hmm. Wow. People need the Lord. It's a song. People need the Lord. And upon this came his disciples. And they marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, what seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. The woman, when she heard about Jesus, and when she, she perceived that this was the Christ, she did not keep it to herself. She thought about others. She realized that there were many others in the city who needed to hear the gospel. Bible says that she threw away her water pot and she ran to the city. 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 And she went to preach the gospel there. It's unfortunate that the Bible says that it was the men. <laughs> Go to verse 39. It was the men. I don't know whether it was her beauty that made the follow or the women didn't like her. Because <laughs> it's that challenge. Girl, <laughs> the panacea. He said, many of the Sarah believed on her. 
and he told me, ah, where, where's the, 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 the verse that talks about the men? <laughs> uh, you know, so they followed her. You know, and God's 38 or something, just look for a girl. You know, and then they, they followed her out. And they went to listen to Jesus. And the Bible says that they said to her, now it's not that because you have told us that's why, but now we have also heard him for ourselves. And we believe that this is the Messiah. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Bishop says here, always remember that there are many people who need Christ. Millions and millions of people do not know Jesus because the church has failed to think about others. Like our sister was singing today, we are preaching something else. Uh, most Christians do not know about the fact that others do not know Christ. They are happy to enjoy Christ in their churches and their wonderful fellowships. Please remember that many, many people do not know about Christ and are waiting to hear the pure gospel preached to them. There are many who would give their hearts to God if only someone will witness to them. Indeed, others need Christ. You know, one day, one of our pastors went out on evangelism. He was preaching. And then he entered one house. When he got there, there was this guy who had just been released from prison. And he was there saying that if anybody at all will come and talk to him about God or about whatever he was waiting for, he would just follow that person. He had been sitting there waiting. So when he got there and he started talking, he said, you know what? And he even called his wife. He said, let my wife tell you what I said this morning. I've just been waiting for somebody to come and talk to me. Beloved, there are people waiting. People waiting that you are thinking about only yourself. Talk to somebody about Christ. Others need Christ. Tell somebody others need Christ. To share the gospel. Number two. Others need a shepherd. So, as soon as you see somebody, the first thing that must come to your mind is that this person needs Christ. Instead of thinking about beloved, those in the person. All you people don't understand what I'm preaching. A brother, when you see the sister, hey, Charlie, she found. This is that she found, pa. That should not be the first thing that should come to your mind. The first thing that should come to your mind is that this person needs Christ. <laughs> she fine. That's what you are thinking about. To whom to? To whom for? To whom does she belong to? To whom to? To whom for? To whom does she belong to? These are the things that are going on in your mind. But you must think that this person is Christ. Number two, you must think that they need a shepherd. Wow. John chapter 10 and verse 16, he said, Other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. You know, God wants people who are walking around without a shepherd to come under the covering of a shepherd. Yeah. And that is why you yourself, you must also rise up to become a shepherd. Because God is waiting for People to rise up. Matthew chapter 9. Yes. Matthew 9, 35. 
Give me verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching and preaching and healing all the people. Verse 36. And when he saw the multitudes, somebody say multitudes. What was the song? You say multitudes, multitudes. That's it. <laughs> he was moved with compassion. Why? Number one, because they are fainting. When people don't have a shepherd, they faint. They cannot make it in life. They don't even understand why they are not making it. But it's because there's nobody who is shepherding them. Nobody who is telling them, do this, do that. Don't do this, don't do that. They faint. And if you are here today, God has brought you into the church so that you can be shepherded. Otherwise, you will faint, number one. Number two, you will scatter. There are scattering of people. There are a lot of people all over the place because nobody is gathering them to bring them to the house of God, to hear the word of God that will change their lives. They are walking. This Sunday morning, you should see people. Some are under some boys' trousers. <laughs> Another is somewhere else. People are doing all sorts of things. Some people are smoking. But you are here today because somebody who was a shepherd over you told you, come to church this morning. And that's why you are here. And that is the reason why you must be thinking about others that they must also be here. There was a time, Sunday morning, you will see me in church, O'Malley. Not me. We are at other places. Now we, now we can't even wake up. But somebody realized that you need a shepherd and has brought me under a shepherd. And today, look at me here. I am preaching the word of God to you. Yeah. So, people will scatter and they will faint without a shepherd. What does the Amplified Bible say? Amplified Bible puts it in another way. They said what? Do you have it? 36. He said, because they were bewildered. <laughs> it's a word. Harassed, distressed, dejected, and helpless. Without a shepherd. Wow. So, we need to bring them to the church so that somebody can be a shepherd over them. Otherwise, the sheep, they will scatter. How come you cannot bring one person? Somebody brought you. You too, you can bring one person to church. Oh, my brothers, what I'm saying is not true. Yeah. Do you have some friends? You realize that you also don't have a shepherd. They are scattering. You need to bring them. Yeah. No, our marriages are working the way they are working because we have had a shepherd who is put together things in a book called Mother Marriage. And as people have been taught those things, their marriages are working. Go and see other people without a shepherd. They are slapping their wives, kicking their wives. Yeah, you are a wife, you are seated here, everything is nice. No problem in the house. Even when you don't cook, your husband smiles. He says, praise the Lord. 
It's a blessing. Wives, do you understand what I'm saying? You are quiet. But there are some wives, it's not like that for them. When the husband comes, hey, no food. Beatings and slappings. What a shock. Oh, that time is up. Are you sure you want us to continue? Number three, others must hear the message. Others must hear what? I cannot hear you. Others must hear what? The message. Luke chapter 4, verse 43. Luke 4. Like my brother's son would say, Luke. Luke chapter 1, not Luke. It's Luke. <laughs> Luke chapter 4, verse 43. And he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. Not just to this uh, Kunka place. For therefore am I sent. So, I must preach. There is a message that must be preached. And if we don't give that message, people will not hear it. Romans chapter 10, the Bible says that, How shall they hear without a preacher? If we don't go out and preach, the people will not hear the message. It is not just any message at all because people are also sharing other messages. <laughs> Wake him up. Matthew 24, verse 14, Jesus says something. He said, this gospel and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness. So, it is a particular gospel that Jesus was talking about. He could have just said, and the gospel will be preached. He said, and this gospel. He was specific about a particular gospel. It is the gospel of salvation. Because today, people are preaching all sorts of things. You should open the TV today and look at all the... I don't know, now everybody has a TV channel. And they are preaching their own message. Not the message of the kingdom. In Galatians 1, verse 6, Paul wrote to the Galatians. And he was telling them, he said, listen, you guys, I am, I am shocked. <laughs> I am surprised that you have soon removed from him that called you unto the grace, unto another gospel. Which other gospel are you listening to? And you find the church today. Now we are not preaching the right gospel. We are preaching another gospel. And that is why people are not saved. People are not born again. And sometimes the church is expecting the pastor to be preaching about money, cars, houses. These are all good, but it's not the gospel. He didn't say when you go, preach that they will have cars. Preach that they... He said, no. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things will be added. And that's what we must preach. He said in verse 7, 
ah, you have moved from Galatians 1 already. I'm still there in Galatians 1, verse 7. He was talking to the people. He said, which is not another, but some of you that trouble will pervert the gospel of Christ. Change it. Sometimes the same thing they are preaching, but they will just twist it small. So he said in verse 8, I'm just enjoying it. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, that which we have not preached unto you, let him be accursed. If somebody comes to preach another gospel that we have been preached, let the person be cursed. Others must hear the message. This gospel. This gospel. And number four. Others have issues. <laughs> when you meet somebody, think number one, that what? The person does what? He needs what? Christ. Number two, what? The person needs... I'm not hearing you. Number three, the person must hear... The message, this gospel, don't preach another gospel. Don't preach. You know, today people come to the church and sometimes when people are giving testimony, yeah, when I came to this church, then I got a husband. When I came to this church, then I got a child. Now the church has been equated to getting a child. But the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish. That is the testimony that we must be giving. Great change. That when I came to Jesus, I used to smoke. I'm not smoking anymore. I used to chase girls. I'm not chasing girls anymore. I used to steal, but I'm not stealing anymore. We must hear these messages. When you meet someone, don't tell the person, Don't say that. It's another gospel. And number four, you must know that that person you are talking to has issues. You can see that when Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman, he knew that the woman had issues. She was struggling. All these men, and I'm sure that six man would not have been the last one if she hadn't met Jesus. Oh, the story would have been Aluta Continua. The tradition continues. Another man, if he had gone and come back maybe a year later, two more men. People have issues. As you are thinking about yourself, you know, many times we focus on our problems too much. These are my problems. You have no idea the problems. Listen. People have wilder problems than you. When you begin to talk to people, you see that, hey! Asuma, my own is good. One guy, he was complaining that he didn't have shoes to wear. Then one day he was moving in town and saw that somebody didn't have feet. He said, hey, I think my own is good. My own is good. Far better. Because you are complaining about the shoe. But he doesn't even have the foot to put the shoe in, inside the shoe. Another guy said he was tired. He was going to kill himself. He was tired of life. He went to find a rope. He put it on the tree. The branch. Tied it around his neck. He removed his shirt. His trousers. He was just left with his singlet and his panties. He was going to die. 
As he was just there, somebody came and said, Oh, praise God. Oh, me that was you. With him in God, I thank you. You are good. He's, I have something to wear. To the guy's trousers. Put it on. If it is correct. Then he took the shirt. The guy was there. wanted to kill him. He said, hey. Put it down. He said, ah, but you are dying. You are killing yourself. You don't need it. He said, no, 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 no. I need it. I won't die again. Because he realized that his problem, no. It's better. Somebody had a wilder problem. You become a shepherd and start shepherding people. You'll be amazed when they tell you their issues. You just become a shepherd. You see the phone call. Somebody will call. My husband is slapping me. He said, hey, my own husband didn't say good morning to me. It's okay. I'll take it like that. You can ask Pastor Robert. As we counsel people, we hear marital issues. We see that, hey, we are okay. Well, our own is okay. Glory to God. So instead of focusing on your issues and thinking about what happened, and some ladies, they never get tired. They have shoes. When you go to there, so many shoes. There is a shop in Singapore. It is called, you can never have too many shoes limited. That, that's the name of the shop. If you don't know, you take your wife to such a shop, you'll be in trouble. They have shoes. They don't even wear them. They, but they want more. You should ask them how many shoes they have in their homes. They are not wearing. They are still buying. They don't have a problem. All you think about what's the next listen I can get? What's the next listen? What's the next listen? When there are people with issues, people don't have food to eat, people don't have shoes to wear. Some of you ladies, you should bring your... I think one of these days, let's organize this thing. A kind of bazaar, whatever. Everybody bring extra whatever, bring it to the church. Yes, we will sell it one city, one city, one city. We give it to people to buy. Don't come here. Don't come here. I know why you're not clapping. You are keeping the thing. You will die with the shoes. Why? You will not wear it. Oh, Linda, what I'm saying is not true. The way you are looking at me. You remove some and pack them. Yeah. Bring it. Oh, collect oil. And give. There are people in the church. They need it. They haven't won the thing. Anything you haven't won for one year, you don't need it. Bring it. We haven't won it for one year. Bring it. That's going to be the criteria. So I think maybe sometime in July... Something like that. We will have something like that. Sunday, after church, we will all be here to open 2 o'clock. Music, everything. Everybody will set up there. The stand. No be easy. Simple. Don't come here. And we just sell it. One city shop. One city shop. The good Samaritan. Do you know why he was called good Samaritan? He was from Samaria. <laughs> he didn't have anything to do with that Jew that was lying there. Samaritans, they don't have dealings with Jews. He, he had every reason to say, I will not mind this man. Thieves had beaten him. He was dying. 
But as he was going, he said, no. No, the Bible says that a priest came to pass. He didn't mind the man. Father, forgive us all. For we have been passing by. Another this thing came to pass. Chorister. Tulips or whatever. Pass. He didn't mind. I know it is in the Bible. They look and they pass on by the other side. But the Samaritan said, no. This man has issues. I can help. Let me go there. Took the man. Put him on a donkey. Helped him. May the Lord help us. You know, when General Booth was asked why he wrote that thing, he said he had a vision. And in the vision, he saw people in the lake, like a lake of fire. And there was somebody, he thinks it's Jesus, trying to help the people. So the people were all struggling. They couldn't get out of the fire. So when Jesus comes to a person, he helped the person and take the person and put the person on the shore. Then he saw that still people were struggling. He said, why? Then he turned to the side of the place where the people were put on the shore. And he saw that as soon as they put them there, they were looking for shoes, looking for car, looking for whatever. They have forgotten that they were struggling in the fire. Somebody helped them and that they should come back and help. They were just going. He said as soon as he woke up from the vision, the first word that came to his mind, others. May the Lord help us to think about others. Stand to your feet. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I want us all to talk to God. Everybody talk to the Lord. You know deep down in your heart that this word has come to you. You have met many people. You have been shown and talked to them about Christ. You have been giving them the message. But open your mouth and pray today. Pray that God will help you to think about others. So think about others. Others need Christ. Others need a shepherd. Others need to hear the message. Others have issues. Open your mouth and pray, everybody, just one minute. I want you to pray just now, quickly. We're just ending the service. But I want you to commit yourself to God and ask God to help you to think about others. To think about others. To think about others. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Yes, Lord. May our hearts and our minds be on others. Not just on ourselves and our own things, but on the things of others. May this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless you. In the name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed, all eyes closed. Maybe you are here. Somebody invited you to church. Somebody thought about you, that you needed to hear this message. You needed a shepherd and said, come, let's go to church so that you will not die and go to hell and be in that hell fire but that you will make it to heaven. Today, if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus, just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. Let it go up. Don't be shy. God bless you. Today is a day of salvation. Let it go up above your head. Let it go up above your head. Tomorrow may be too late. Today is the day of salvation. Lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Move out of your seat. Come to me in front here. Come to me in front here. Clap for them as they come. Come, let's pray.
all to Jesus. I surrender all to Him. I freely give. I will ever love and trust in it. His presence there. I surrender all. I surrender all. Oh, I surrender all. Oh, all to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender. Those of you in front, lift up your two hands. It's a sign of surrender. I want you to pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life from today. I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen.